Serbia's attack was suicidal. Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. You like my face? You like it? Hello and welcome to Back of the Grid. I am Chris as always and I'm joined by Tom and Stu as always. Hello Chris as always. That would technically make us all brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the name's as always. Chris as always. <laughs> well that's a weird start. Uh, yeah we're in the midst of the summer break. So as is um, the law for anyone that talks about F1, we have to do a mid-season review. So that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, we've all been through and given our ratings for all the drivers and all of the teams. And I've collated them so we can run through and see how we rated everyone. I'm really interested to see what your two's scores are. There's some, it's some interesting stuff in there. A lot of the time we've sort of been within a point of each other. There's a few little points where we've deviated so yeah i'm intrigued by the anomalies has anyone read any summer reports so far at all between us just for uh just for clarity for the readers are we have we been influenced by anywhere or are we just um i read the ones on i think i skim read the ones on motorsport.com but i can't actually remember what anyone said on there I purposely avoided any other publication i tried to yeah (laughs) so mine are purely from my own brain sort of the same i would have probably read some but i've just been too busy so th- these yeah. are all off the top of my head my ones just that's a caveat for you off the top <laughs> of the dome. yeah to be, to be perfectly honest so were mine because chris sent me the message saying do you have your scores tom and i just went hang on a second <laughs> I, <laughs> I, went, I went down the list in championship <laughs> yeah, order and scored everybody oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's gonna be a really interesting one then yeah should we yeah. should we dive straight in then i guess Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Yes, we all rated every driver. Well, the main 20 drivers in there, we didn't bother with the stand-ins. We all gave them a rating out of 10, and we did the same for the teams. Um, So rather than mess around with weird fractions, we're just going to give each driver their score out of 30. So so it was always going to be a battle between two drivers for the bottom spot. I'm sure (laughs) you can guess who those two are. (laughs) Um... Um... and and hilariously, in equal last place with eight points is Kvyat and Palmer. Oh, so that's, so that's oh. nice. I wasn't yeah. expecting Kvyat to be down there myself. Yeah, oh, that mean that means that's so. So you gave him like four points, and me and Chris gave him like one or two each. They 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 both got threes and twos from all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess Palmer first. I mean, he's had a. I. I I ummed and with this one because he's had an awful lot of bad luck. He's had a lot. The car's failed him quite a lot. But when the car hasn't failed him, he's just not. He's had too many Friday crashes. Hulkenberg's, I think he's beaten him 11-0 in qualifying. It's, it's, it's Sadly, it's just not enough, is it really? Uh, the thing for me with Palmer, why he was bottom, just to add some intrigue to it I was two on Kvyat and three on Palmer yes I rated Kvyat worse than Palmer <laughs> uh, but the only reason for Palmer being so low for me is that even though it's been down to a lot of bad luck when he's had the chances he's just made a mess of it himself yeah so yeah. if if he'd have done something half decent when the car had been okay it'd have been more around the five mark where I've got a lot of drivers hovering that have kind of not done anything particularly brilliant, but have also not been rubbish. Yeah. 
And yeah. so I've got a few hovering around that area, but he's just not done enough when he's had the chance for me. I mean, if you look at someone like uh, Verstappen, who I'm sure it's no surprise that we're not going to get to for a while, he's had five retirements, but when his car's not failed him, he's had some pretty solid results. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I, I feel exactly the same about Palmer. I think he, he he needs to get his finger out, doesn't he? That's his basically that. yeah. I, um, to be honest, I think it's probably already too little, too late for him. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I still wouldn't be surprised if Kubitz is in that car in Spa. Honestly, I really wouldn't. No. It's oh, you... <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Or no, you'd also not be surprised. <sighs> I wouldn't be as surprised as any other driver being replaced. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Kvyat's equal last. I mean, we've talked about him at length in the past. He's he's just really struggling this year, isn't he? He's yep. crashing into people far too often. The torpedo. The torpedo. Yeah, I think the reason I scored him lower than Palmer was because he's been ruining other people's races, not just yeah. his own. And that's the reason I went lower for him than Palmer. Because if Palmer's going to mess up his own weekend. That's on him. But... Kvyat's like careering into people and taking them out of races and stuff and that, yeah. that's why I think he's worse. Couple of points finishes but being handily outdone by Carlos Sainz. As we said before mm-hmm. he's scored more penalty points than he has world championship points in the last year. <laughs> which is oh, not dear. ideal. Yeah. Uh, where are we on the um, Toro what did we call it now? The Toro no the Torpedo Sweepstakes. That's it. Oh yeah. Um I forgot what we all picked. We'll have to go back and listen, actually, to what we all picked for that see how we do. Because we never wrote it down, did we? We didn't know. <laughs> I think I think Stu might be out of the Toro... I keep calling it the Toro no, Pedo sweepstakes. I think, I think I'm well in it. I think I'm well in it still. Because I, I said that he'd I th- be out, but I think he'd get enough points by Belgium to be out by Italy, is what I said, I think. So he only needs yeah, two oh, sorry. points. Okay. Two I think I said Singapore... Yeah. Yes, it's still alive. The game, it's, the it's still alive. very much alive. Very much alive. Um, yeah, Kvyat, I actually scored Kvyat higher than Palmer and higher than Ericsson when we get to Ericsson. But, um, you did, actually, yeah. <clears throat> just because of the absenteeism, I think, of Ericsson. I've not really seen him do... Well, we'll get to Ericsson right now. He's next in 18th place on 10 points. Um, yeah, so he's you just... Two, did you two score th- him threes, then? Four each. Uh, uh, so Stu gave him two, me and you gave him four. All right. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's kind of almost anonymous. He just sort of tools around doing not a lot. Yeah, at yeah. the back, and yeah, not, not he's yeah. not setting the world on fire. He's <clears throat> not. He's not. Fair enough. He's not crashing, but he's not scoring points either. He's just no. Yeah, seems quite. I hate to say it, but he seems slow. So mm. that's why I scored him low. I saw an interesting one on him earlier this week, which was, um that he's trying to eye up a better seat. It's yeah, like, I well, saw considering that. considering that he's a paid driver, like he's basically there because of the money he brings in. He's going to struggle to get a better seat yeah, than he the really one he's is. got. Uh, which is possibly the worst seat in Formula 1 at the moment, but there yeah. you go. Yeah. Right, in that regard, he won't struggle. If he finds another seat, it will be better by default. <laughs> yeah, so literally any other seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, 17th, his teammate, Verline. Um We talked to him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? I think he's, with Sauber essentially looking like they're going to become Ferrari junior team, Mercedes is going to have to find him another seat somewhere. Yeah. And I just don't think he's doing enough to 
warranted, to be honest. What have you guys scored him? Um, let's see. I gave him a five. You gave him a Same. five. Stu gave him a four. Yeah, I was harsh. Yeah. Again, because he's just not setting the world on fire. He, for, for, for a driver who no. had so much promise when he was first sort of introduced to us in Formula One, he's yeah, he's just he's failed to live up to that kind of expectation. So and I, I think feel disappointed. In his time with Manor, he put in some pretty impressive performances, but that's the reason I've given him such an average five in the middle because yeah. one of those that I've got about four drivers on a five, and all of them to me have not really done anything outside the limits of the car, but also not being terrible, like I was saying before. And he's one of them. And it's more disappointing from him because of things like you say, the previous season where he seemed to drive over and above the car, like yeah, a yeah. certain Spaniard that we'll probably get to in quite a yeah. long time yeah. in this list. Um, um, yeah, I just expect better of him, really. He... He was supposed to be the next big thing. Mercedes put a lot behind him, and he's just don't think he's delivering on that. I actually think mm. he might struggle to get a seat next year unless Mercedes want to keep backing him and throwing money at teams to have him. Yeah, Could it be the, because of the, his accident? I mean, maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, from what you hear, also he's not got the best reputation as a person. team player and a, as a person, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, right, moving on. Sixteenth um, place, Stoffel Van Dorn. He's a tricky oh. one. Uh, why did we all score Stoff? I was just about to say, Stu's reaction makes me think he's given him like a seven. Or no, something. we we all scored no, him no. five. Actually, we were in agreement uh, there. Ah, yeah, um, five. first clean sweep for someone where we've all voted the same. Yeah, he's in. He's in an almost impossible position. He's in a car that fails him almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't fail him, he's being compared to arguably <laughs> the best driver on the grid. Yeah. So he's... It's probably but, the least enviable seat on the entire grid. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if if he could be matching or beating Alonso, everyone would be saying, mm, this kid's... He's got something. He's he's quick, but he's been handily beaten by Alonso almost all yeah. the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Looking the at the o- results, when the o- I think the only times he's beat Alonso is when Alonso's retired and he hasn't. When they yeah, both I think so. When they've both finished, he's beaten. Oh no, he's beaten him twice actually. Uh, oh, Britain. Brittany came home eleventh, and Alonso. Nope, sorry, that was the wrong column. No, only once, which was Canada. Although, although, no, Alonso had retired a couple laps on the end. That's uh, classified, not finished. So, yeah, he's never beaten him on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tricky stuff. He, he's another <laughs> one of these people who came in with all his promise of being the next big thing. He scored points in his debut and all of that. And I think he's just going to be a, a lost cause, to be honest with you, which is quite sad, really. It, it feels like one of those sort of shrinking violet drivers. That's just going to sort of disappear yeah. into the ether as time goes on he just sort of quietly goes about his business but sadly that business isn't great mm. <laughs> business isn't booming do, do we think he's as good as i'm not i'm not going to say bruno senna but do, do you <laughs> think he's as good as well obviously we i mean clearly we don't think he's as good as magnuson but because we've got to him before magnuson but overall over the seasons that he's been with with that we've seen him in formula one 
and the seasons we've seen Magnussen in Formula 1, who do we rate higher overall? Um, <clears throat> out of interest. Honestly, if you ask me outright, I would say Van Dorn. But yeah. based on the first half of this season, I just don't think he's done enough, really. it's For me, it's awkward, which is why he's in this five-mark ballpark where yeah. I find it really hard to judge him based on the car because you obviously get the feeling that Alonso drives the wheels off it and he's getting something out of that that almost nobody else on the grid would get out of it. And it's just it feels really harsh trying to work out where Stoffel van Dorn is at when you're comparing him to Alonso. And there's no other similar car in yeah. terms of position on the grid. Um, like yeah. He seems to be doing better than the Saubers, but I'd expect him to because the McLaren's at a point now where it should be better than the Saubers every weekend, but he's nowhere near anything yeah. in front of it. Um, like He scored points, hasn't he? I think he got this point season. in Canada. Got, or point. Yes, there's one point. Yeah, no, in Hungary he got a point. Hungary, Hungary that was, was it. their yeah, first yeah. double points finish. Yeah, yeah. But again, yes, he got a point for tenth, but Alonso came home sixth. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Like we, and you, you have to compare these guys to their teammates, and if he's not doing what his teammates doing, then he's he's not got the goods, has he? Really? Like, no. I mean, fair enough. It's a very very high yardstick mm. to compare yeah. him to, but still. Well, we'll see how high we think that yardstick is as we get to the top of the <laughs> yeah, rating. Yeah, I really want to know where that yardstick appears. Um, anyway, who's next? Next, equal 14th, we have Massa and Magnussen. Uh. Uh, I guess sort of talked about Magnussen a little bit already. Yeah. Um, again, he's just sort of... He's there, but he's not really doing yeah. anything spectacular another one of my five point scorers anyone that's got a five from me is just i really don't know what to think about you at the minute yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what that means <laughs> just like actually average yeah you've you've not done enough to stand out to me and you've not done enough to make me think you're rubbish therefore you can have a five <laughs> yeah. yeah actually he only scored one more point than van dorn and that's because i gave him a six when you guys gave him a five yeah uh, yeah I, I was gonna say i gave him a five um well. again it's like he's got He's had a handful of decent results, but he's not. He's he's very much a midfield driver in my eyes. Mm. He had his weird chance at McLaren, but it wasn't really a chance because it was in one of their dire seasons. Yeah, he got on the podium though. He did. He had a podium, didn't he? Yeah, that was in Australia yeah. when he. Yeah, that was the first race was... of the season. Yeah, it was his first race. Yeah. 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 Um. And then Massa, I was, I was sort of in a way a little bit surprised Massa came out that low. Then again, I did give him five. Uh, <laughs> it's only Tom that gave him uh, above the middling five. Yeah, uh, six from me on Massa. It was like, it was, that was, um, he's had a fair few points finishes. So he's been fairly consistent, but they've yeah. all been quite low, like a lot of ninths and tenths and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty handily beating his teammate, but then you'd expect him to. If anything, he should be... Probably should be further ahead of him, if anything. Yeah, if anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, if I'm brutally honest, I have never rated Master as highly as a lot of people seem to. But I think I do think he's probably past it now. Honestly, 
Um, I saw an article the other day, actually, yet another one of those, should drivers only be given X number of years in F1 to make more room for young drivers? And I don't necessarily agree with that in its entirety, but I think I'd rather see a young driver on the grid than Felipe Massa next year. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to see lots of new, young drivers, watch GP2, uh, Formula 2. Yeah, well, Chris. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do, and I look at those and say, God, I wish they were in a Formula 1 car. <laughs> I think the thing with Massa being in the Williams this year is it all came about because of Bottas moving, didn't it? He, he wasn't originally going to be there, yeah. and it was, we need somebody that knows us and the car to a degree. It was the right choice at the time. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of rumours about him looking at Formula E seats and IndyCar seats and I think even NASCAR seats over the course of this year. So Well, he supposedly had an agreement in place with a Formula E team before uh, Williams got back yeah. on the phone. So it's one of those things where I think that come the America stretch where we're hitting like um, Texas, Mexico and then... Sao Paulo, it'll be another one of those. I'm going, this is what I'm doing for another yeah. emotional Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And then it'll come back next year and do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Brazilian fans will be like, no, not this time. <laughs> uh, next up, equal 12th, uh, is Lance Stroll and Roman Grosjean. Stroll's mm. an interesting one. In fact, Stroll is the biggest variance in scores we've got on the list, <laughs> I think. Go on, thought uh, it might be. Run it. <laughs> so what? Tom gave him a seven. I gave him a six and Stu gave him a four. Wow, you're harsh, yeah. Stu. <laughs> well, it was harsh. And I'll tell you why. You're generous, Tom. Um, I don't know. For me, go on, I'll let Stu defend his four and then I'll defend my well, seven. Uh, <laughs> and I'll sit on the fence. Yeah. Um, the reason I've been harsh is just because... He got. I mean, he got. Yeah, he got. He did one. He's done one good drive and got himself a decent podium all season. And the rest of him tied. He's been either poor or average. So that's why I've given him a four for me. One one good one decent drive doesn't get you a, a seven, as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. Yeah, for me it was the. I've I've scored him higher just because he he's actually made progress and I'm looking at the curve. Mm. But yeah. It, yeah. it's one of those things where it could come to the end of the season and if he doesn't continue consistently being in the points and start to look at getting past Massa in the championship and stuff, then that seven for me by the end of the season will drop back down to being like a yeah. five or something despite having a podium on his record. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that at the minute he feels like he's in that slightly upward curve despite a yeah. not too favourable I- results in... Britain or Hungary, but the car wasn't there for them in either race, was it? So I can't. No, I don't want to put that at his business. door. So I really hope that by the end of the season, I agree with you. I do because I'd, I'd I like to see I'd like to see him progress. I'd like to see that upward trajectory continue. But as far as the upward trajectory, I mean, how many races have we had since Azerbaijan? Was it? We've four? had another three. Oh, sorry, since three. Then. Yeah, three. So since the since that race. He seems to have sort of started to fall away again. From yeah, him. he's not beaten Master again since. He's got a tenth, a sixteenth, and a fourteenth. Yeah. Um. He's only he's five points behind Master in the championship now. So, like I say, it's got to be his target now to overtake Master by the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If he doesn't, then uh, what's he doing there? Yeah. Hopefully, sort of the last couple of races, like you say, Tom, is more down to the car, and he can keep that upward trajectory going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. He's not uh, made any daft mistakes in the last few races, anyway. So no, that's true. Yeah. He's not for a while, to be fair. And I think a big part of me scoring him that as well was 
when he has been in positions to get a decent result, he's not cracked. He's soaked up the pressure yeah. and done the job yeah. when he needed to, which I think is a lot of drivers in their first season wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's true. And I think probably Baku helped with that as well because he was, yeah, he, he was doing a lot of cracking leading up to Baku, and then yeah. that did sort of sort of flick a switch in him, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah, definitely. I think he's just he's got a bit more to prove for me. Yeah, that's why I gave him a lower score. That's fair. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, and then yeah, also on seventeen points is Grosjean. Uh, a little bit of a split there. Me and sorry, Stu and Tom, you both gave him a five. I gave him a seven. Please justify um, yourself, Chris. <laughs> I, th- I think he's been pretty solid. Again, if you take out the times the cars failed him, he's been in the points a fair few times. He's outdoing his teammate. He's, he's had some really solid drives this season. I think... I honestly think the last couple of seasons, Grosjean's been driving better than he ever has. Sadly, he's probably in the worst car he's been in since he started in Formula 1. It's possible. I... I sort of was going to give him a six and then decided to knock him a point off because I'm just sick of him him coming on the radio and talking about how bad his brakes are all the time. There is that. It just it started to get on my nerves. I felt sorry for him at first thinking, <laughs> oh, these brakes must be bad. But like eight, nine, ten times in a row over the course yeah. of a weekend is like just You have to wonder if it's him after a while, don't you? Yeah, yeah no, no one likes a whinge, do they? <laughs> <laughs> he says, whinging. <laughs> uh, in equal 10th is uh, Hulkenberg and Raikkonen all the way down in 10th. Uh, so Hulkenen, right. again, we were pretty close. Uh, I gave him a 6. Uh, Stu gave him a 5. Tommy gave him a 7. Uh, I think he's been solid this season, Hulkenberg. Um, I think he started off slightly shakily, but he's sort of, <clears throat> the last few races especially, kind of brought things back a bit. A few solid points finishes, obviously colossally outdoing his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the, the thing that sticks in, when you, when you mention Hulkenberg, and it's one of the reasons I didn't score him higher, is I think back to the... The, the absolute doozy error he made in Baku where he took his front right off going that was schoolboy yeah um, th- that knocked him a few points well that knocked him probably a point off for me I would have given him one more I would have given him probably a six but it was yeah. just those those kind of mistakes are like they're like Formula 3000 mistakes aren't they <laughs> they're not Formula 1 mistakes to make you don't take mm. your front right off going around a right under so yeah when we do something similar though in Formula E that's very true yeah when he <laughs> fell to pieces in the last weekend yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think of Hulkenberg as like the next big thing that I maybe did two or three years ago um, no I remember you used to really I really did him. yeah you used to love him and then obviously he then went to Le Mans and won it and then yeah. people sort of took even more notice of him but I think mm. since then he's I mean, we've said before, him moving to Renault is kind of his last roll of the dice. He's banking on yeah. Renault getting their act together and being a front runner in the next couple of years. It, from from yeah. memory, I always feel like he's kind of just narrowly missed out on good seats that maybe would have given him his break in the sense that, yeah, possibly. you know, he signed a deal for Renault. Next day, Rosberg retires. Um, yeah. There was, yeah. um, I can't remember, I think it was his move one of his moves between Sauber and Force India when he was bouncing between the two. But at the time, 
Ferrari seat came up like a few days after he'd made a deal with one of the two and he was moving around. It's like he just seems yeah. to just miss them every time. Yeah, he definitely seems to me like one of those drivers that should be in, at least have a go in one of those seats. Yeah, He's, yeah. You know, like I remember when, if, if a driver, if I think if a driver like uh, Heike Kovalainen can drive a McLaren during like their championship year with Hamilton, then Hulkenberg is definitely good enough yeah. to be in like a Mercedes or a Ferrari and or a Red Bull. It's like Perez and uh, Magnussen both getting their chances in McLarens over the yeah. over the years. You know, you'd. I'd have thought that maybe if they were in a better position, they'd have been a team that he could have gone to as well for a similar reason. But I think he's better off where he is at the minute than the McLaren. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think it's a, it's a good move. It's definitely. I mean, we've said it already probably, but it's, it is a really good place for him to be. This team because he can he can especially with a team like Mike, like Jolyn Palmer, he can mold this team around Hulk, and, yeah. he, and he is clearly molding this Renault team around him and. Hopefully, in the next year or two, if he can stick, he can stay. If he can stick with them, then he might be in contention for a Renault championship. It'd be nice to see Renault join the list of teams that can actually win races because that yeah. list is currently two, maybe three, at push teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Raikkonen also on eighteen points, scoring six 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 from us. Um, oh, the number of the beast. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's. He does a job. <laughs> that's that's it, though. You know, yeah. he, you've got his teammate who's won four races. You've got his teammate's title rival, as it stands at the minute, who's also won four races. His countryman's won two, and he's been on the podium twice. Is it? Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, four times. Two seconds and two thirds. I think that's right. Um, let's have a look. But nope. Two, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Two seconds. The, the other, right. the other three are basically sort of constantly first, second, or third between them. Like the podium, yeah. I, I don't think that I might be wrong. But I don't think there's been a podium this year that's not had Bottas, Hamilton, or Vettel on it in some form. Um, no, they can't. You be. are correct. Whereas there's been plenty without Kimmy. <laughs> yeah, most of them, in fact. <laughs> when I, when I when I hear the words um, Kimi Raikkonen, I always expect to hear the words Ferrari employee afterwards. <laughs> Ferrari race driver, just because he just it feels to me like he's there to sort of uh, look after Vettel and not so that's much. Well, that's exactly he's there because Vettel wants him there, isn't he? Yeah, and that's probably why he's going to be there next season. See, I yeah. I had to take my sort of love for the man out of the equation when ranking him and so I don't think now looking back at it considering you guys have both gone six at six is probably that harsh and the way that I'm justifying my six with all these podium stats but Mm. I think if I'd have let my heart overrule my head I'd have ended up giving him like a seven like giving him an extra point (laughs) just because it's Kimmy I was yeah. in a, I was in a similar place to you when I was scoring him but again it's that it's that absenteeism yeah that's the problem yeah I am yeah, I think he's, it'll probably upset a lot of people because he's a super popular driver, but I would include him on my list of people I'd rather see out to make room for a young driver, honestly. <gasps> Controversial, I know. <laughs> I mean, when's that? Yes, I like him, but when's the last time he did anything of note? Chris, don't check Twitter for a few days after. <laughs> yeah, I'm just just, just saying, you better be saying good things about Bottas or our entire Finnish <laughs> list of base is gone. We've already we've already flirted with the the Swedes. We have a good Swedish list of base, and we put Marcus <laughs> Ericsson like right at the bottom. So just just don't don't 
like close off the Scandinavian territories completely for us, please, Chris. <laughs> I like Scandinavia. <laughs> I'm going there in a few weeks, actually. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, didn't, we didn't give Magnuson too high rating either. That crap. Yeah, I'm going. That's where I'm going. as well. I'm going to Denmark. Watch your back, Oops. man. Watch your back. Can I rescore? <laughs> Uh, next ninth place, uh, a point ahead of sign, a point ahead of Raikkonen is Carlos Sainz. Uh, again, we're all pretty similar there. Tommy gave him a seven, means you gave him a six. Uh, I mean, he's having a good season again. I think. Other than uh, when he retires, he finishes in the points. Um, yeah, he's and- he's only ever. He's only retired or scored points. There's yeah. no no points finished. And I for think that from memory, at least a couple of his retirements weren't really his own doing. I can't I can't think what they all were off the top of my head. Well, one was his teammate punting him off. Yeah. Uh, that was Austria. That was. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Silverstone. Austria, he was just caught up in the general turn one melee, wasn't he? Oh, actually, that was caused by his teammate. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, there you we meant. go. So two yeah. of his teammates. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened to him in Canada was that that was his what? engine failure or something, wasn't it? What did happen to him in Canada? Oh, no, he fluffed it in Canada. He made a bit of a hash of things in Canada. He took, um, he took I think, Massa out and punted Massa off the track almost. And Massa ended up careening down the road. And Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, oh, going of course, up into yeah. the estate Turn three. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, sorry. I was confusing yeah. it with his teammate, that incident, just because he of was course, a similar yeah. car. Yeah. And what did he do that in was his... Bahrain? Bahrain, what did he do Was that where he crashed into Palmer? Coming uh, out of the pits? Cause he got that was in... Russia. That... No, oh, Stroll, Lance Stroll, him and Stroll, Stroll. came together on the way out of the pits. And blamed oh, each other, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened in Russia? So I feel like something that happened between Sites and Palmer in Russia. Was that or was that Kvyat? Probably Kvyat. <laughs> I do remember Palmer retiring in Russia, though. Due to a, it due was, to it, being it, it, it hit was by no, it was Grosjean. It was a Toro Rosso hitting by a Campbell witch. Grosjean retired that race as well. I think he was caught up th- in it. But... Yeah. Oh, it might have been Grosjean then. I, oh, never mind, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think he's a, he's a highly rated guy. He's... It's hard to see where he's going to go, sadly. Um, I mean, it looks like Red Bull aren't going to have a spot free anytime soon. Mm. Mercedes and Ferrari probably aren't either. There's been talk of Renault sniffing around him. There's been talk of, I think, Force India sniffing around as well, but it's a mm. shame. I'd, I'd like to see him in a much faster car. Yeah, the thing with going to the teams like Force India for him is that it's not it's more of a step sideways than a step forward. I, really, I suppose, yeah. just took the words out of my mouth. Like, Force India, yeah, fair enough. They've had a decent year so far with a lot of double points finishes, but it's not like it's like that every season. Then It's always between sort of them, Williams and Toro Rosso yeah. for that bit of the championship. So, Yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, eighth place, uh, 20 points, Esteban Ocon. Mm. Uh, again, mm. we're all in a similar boat. Two sevens and a six for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's been super impressive. He's only been out of the points once all season. Yeah. Um, in fact, he is approaching. Um, who is it that holds the record for the most finishes since your career start, or just in general? Yeah. Um, it was uh, Max Chilton. Oh, Max Chilton. Yeah, he had something uh, like yeah. eighteen. I want to say. Yeah, he's currently... Hang on, let's have a look. Esteban Ocon. Mm. Uh, 20. 
so it can't be 18 Sweet. for Max Chilton. Did Max Chilton do so two full seasons without without retiring? It was pushing that. Um, Ocon is now on 20 races. Yeah, 20 races, I think, without retirement. Yeah. Um, um, and I think I think Max's was slightly more than that. So yeah, he's very close to that record anyway. Who was uh, Ocon with last year? He did half a season for Manor. Man, that's it. Oh, that yes. Was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After um, who is it? Who left? I can't remember. Um, it replaced Rio Harianto at Manor. Yes, that was of course. It. It I had a Japanese name at the end of my tongue, but I didn't want to say it because it would. Have well, he he was from Thailand, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, they. Oh, Rio, Rio, uh, is he? Yeah, he's Thai. Yeah. Is he Thai? Yeah, he's, he's the first. Yeah, first ever Thai. Um, it sounds like a <clears throat> Japanese name, Harianto. Doesn't sound like it. It is actually. Name. It's very Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Must, anyway. It's anyway. The, uh, oh, I was just going to say it was 25 races for Max Schilton. I have just checked 25, it. okay, yeah. So he's only five away from that. Yeah. Um, oh, I hope he nice. beats that. I'd love to yeah, see Yeah, it'd be nice to see him beat that. Uh, yeah, he's he's super impressive. Um, again, I think he'll go far. Is he a Renault guy or is he a Mercedes guy? I can never remember. Ocon. Ocon, I a, think he's a Mercedes guy. Because um, Mercedes Force India, aren't they? Yes, he's part of the Mercedes uh development program yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if Mercedes ever needs another driver they'd probably go looking at him rather than Verline to be honest with you I think so mm. yeah yeah I think he's I had certainly a would. far better season than, than Verline he's, he's like you say he's been there or thereabouts in terms of points every race um, yeah he's fairly close to his teammate in the championship Perez who's much much more experienced um, and it, they've been having a right old ding dong haven't they those two all yeah. season yeah <laughs> I think he just needs to get out of his system, the crashing into his teammate thing, and I, uh, like that's I've scored Perez one higher than I did Ocon, just based on the fact that more of the incidents have been Ocon's fault. I think they've been yeah, quite yeah. equal. I'm exactly but the same. I sort of almost knocked Ocon a point off, and maybe I didn't point, or maybe I was generous with Perez because I felt sorry for him for getting bashed into. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm the same. Um, Baku again has had quite an influence on my rankings. I think because it was such a standout race. Yeah, and so yeah it happened. really was. But it really was that race was. It feels to me like it was sort of the race of the season so far in terms of it just showed you. Uh, yeah, definitely. In a lot of ways, it showed you what where each driver was at. Yeah, and it's because a shame because so that race thing. will be remembered for the Hamilton Vettel incident, whereas actually there was so much else going on there. Yeah, it was a, which it was a cracker. Wasn't history it? will probably so, forget, sadly. Um, but yeah, the only t- and for me the only time Ocon's really, really badly dropped it, dropped the ball, so to speak, is uh, is is in that race when he bumped into Perrin yeah. and took them both out. Yeah, well not out, but you know, wrecked both yeah. the races. Uh, next seventh, a slightly surprising one for Stappen, twenty-one points. Um, oh, I thought Stappen would be higher up than that. Yeah, he got a seven and eight and a six from me, Stu, and Tom, respectively. You, you were the one he in the middle then. Uh, seven. Yeah, I gave him a seven. Stu gave him an eight. Tom, you gave him a six. Uh, my my <sighs> justification on him being low at the minute is I I didn't want to score him that low, but I sort of when I was looking at it, I was looking at him. I'd already scored Raikkonen a six, and I was looking at Max, and I was thinking, what has Max done this year that Kimi hasn't? And I couldn't think of anything. And I know some of I've it's been one. his retirement <laughs> faults, but then the big thing that obviously came to mind was Hungary. And I was like, I definitely can't score him higher than Kimmy because of that. 
alone. Yeah. Do, do you know? I, I'll tell you one thing that he's done that um, Kimi Raikkonen hasn't done this season, and that's overtake seven cars before the, <laughs> before the final corner on lap one of the Chinese Grand Prix. All right. Do you remember there that? Is that? All right. <laughs> um, I knew this would get heated eventually. It's not heat either. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't it's need fine, to come across that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, Verstappen's out doing Ricardo fairly handily in qualifying, um, but then you look at the race results, and Ricardo's got lots of significantly better yeah. results. I mean, obviously Verstappen's had a lot of. Yeah, he's had so many retirements. Love bad luck. They seem to be both be getting the bad luck. The problem for Max is that his bad luck's coming in the race. Ricardo's getting a lot of the qualifying bad luck where he's having yeah. to come through the field and I think that's another yeah. reason that I've got Ricardo a couple of steps above Max in the sense that I've watched Ricardo on like two or three occasions now drive through the field and get a podium or a win out of it and he's, he's got a win as well yeah. that's another reason I've got him up there so yeah well I think uh, there's only been three races that they've both finished which is ridiculous in itself and Verstappen is uh Two one up on that, but one of those is when uh, Ricardo was starting back in nineteenth, yeah, uh, and still finished only one place behind him. So, mm. um, yeah, he's he's having a difficult season. I think he's getting frustrated at Red Bull. They're not really delivering what what was promised, what he what he is there for. Uh, but I guess we'll get into Red Bull in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, next, go on. Sorry, sir. Well, the only, yeah, the only thing I wanted to say about him really is just it feels to me like when when he has got when he has got the reliability, it does seem to be for me he seems to be doing quite a good job because of the mm. because of his performance in China, and I, I feel like I scored him quite high just because I didn't want the amount of reliability issues that he's had to yeah to I sort understand of that. taint my taint my scoring of him. So I, maybe I've overcompensated a little bit. I don't know, hmm. but I, I gave him an eight. Yeah. Uh, next equal fifth on 22 points is Bottas and Perez interesting uh, so I guess Perez I mean Perez similar boat to Ocon really they're just both doing a crazy solid job just banging in the points constantly again only Perez has got one retirement and one non-points finish every other finish has been in the points yeah. <clears throat> um, again I think he's another driver who's probably driving as well as he ever has uh, when he's not crashing into his teammate. Or being crashed into by his teammate. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's Perez is a, at a weird career. He sort of got his chance in a, well, big team, quote-unquote, uh, McLaren, which was a bit of a disaster, and got the boot almost. It was only one yeah, season, wasn't it? Got the boot immediately. And he sort of resurrected his career after that, really. Um, obviously landing in Force India and them coming good has helped but interestingly just on Perez just as a like a quick one to see what your opinions are of him the the season that he had at McLaren obviously like you say it didn't go very well at all but is that down to he wasn't ready and now if he got a chance he'd be much better or is it more that 
there are always going to be certain drivers that will be extremely, extremely good as a mid-table driver like what Perez has been for most of his career and, and push and knock on the door of podiums and even pick them up. But the pressure of a championship contending team is just a little too much and it causes them to crack. Which which would you say he is? He's just unlucky that he had a bad year or he's just he's not quite mentally there to be able to drive for one of those teams I definitely um, think there's questions to be asked about his sort of capacity to, to deal with that kind of thing yeah because I think I found there have been occasions on track where he does seem to have overboiled yeah. a little bit yeah um, I mean I think he was he was pretty young when he was at uh, McLaren and him and Jensen weren't the best of teammates. I no. distinctly remember Jensen screaming over the radio <laughs> about calm Perez. Yeah, doing some. Yeah, calming down, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I think if he went back to a big team now, he'd do a significantly better job. Um, yeah, I rate the guy. I think he's he's really come good he had a sort of uh reputation for being a bit wild in the early days and then he nearly had that win in sober which sort of made people sit up and pay attention yeah, i guess yeah. yeah he's he's like he's like a good wine like a fine wine he's maturing with age <laughs> mm-hmm. how old is he speaking of uh, that he is he's only 27, 27 so he's got yeah. a good few years left in yeah, him a few years left in him yeah yeah a few years in the old dog yet yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah, and then equal fifth was Bottas. Um, I actually rated him higher than you guys. I gave him an eight. You guys gave him a seven. Um, in fact, well, yeah, I might as well say now, I gave him the same score I gave uh, every driver above him but one, actually. Um, mm. I think he's done an amazing job considering he moved to be Lewis Hamilton's teammate in the car he's been in for the last however many seasons with next to no notice i think he's done a spectacular job yeah it is i've always rated the guy but i was slightly scared this was going to kind of ruin him well he for me was my hulkenberg replacement as in i was always i was always willing hulkenberg to to get the big drive and show show -hmm. everyone how good i think he is and then bottas came on the scene and i started thinking oh this this guy, this is the new one. And then he's That's finally exactly got his chance. And he's not yeah. wasting it, is he? Like, you know, he's got two wins, uh, pretty much a podium every other race. I think there's only three races where he's not at a podium. Is that right? Yeah. And one of those was yeah. retirement. So mm. he's always there or thereabouts. Um, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's still in this world championship as Definitely. well. Definitely. He's only, what is he, it's about 19 s- points behind Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, he's still he's... in it. He's, he's within touching distance, isn't he? I think yeah. the reason the reason I didn't rate him higher is just because he's being beaten by his teammate. What did you... I think yeah. I probably would have given him an eight if he... Then again, he you'd expect that. You know? Yeah, you would. You know, you Stu, would. we're on exactly That's the true. same wavelength with that one as well. Oh, mate, great Because, <laughs> like, no, I'll, I'll say now, nobody throughout this has got a 10 from me because nobody deserves one um no, I agree. no there were no 10s from any of us across drivers or no. teams actually um and there's a couple of drivers above bottas that have got eights which i think is because they've not been p- 
perfect, obviously, otherwise they've got a ten, but they've also been they've been relatively consistently winning. So you can work out which two of those two are that got eights. Um, and I think Bottas just needs to get that next step to be sort of because it, it's kind of at the minute it's sort of always between Vettel and Hamilton. You're trying to work out uh, whose weekends are yeah. going to be this weekend, and Bottas is a little bit of an afterthought. And I think if he can make himself less of an afterthought and more of a this is Bottas's race this weekend, then I think that he'll end up on the same level, if not higher than them, by the end of the season in yeah. our estimations. I think if, as is looking likely, he gets uh, another year on his contract at Mercedes, it'll be really interesting to see how he stacks up next year with yeah. a bit more experience yeah. in that team under his belt. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, next up, in equal third, are the two main championship contenders, Hamilton and Vettel, oh, only making third really? on our list. 23 points apiece. Um, I gave them both an eight. Stu gave them both a seven. Tom gave them both an eight. Wow. We're all sort of in agreement Stu, there. Stu is really harsh with some of these marks. So. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I thought these I thought these two marks were going to be really controversial for me, but actually they're not that no, controversial because I'm only one not point really. behind you. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they're both in there, the World Championship, so they're doing pretty well. They're doing okay. <laughs> they're also, yeah. But they've also both not been... I think these are two drivers who are not driving as well as they've ever driven in Formula exactly. 1. Exactly. That is exactly yeah. the reason I've given them both what I've given them. They've both made a lot of mistakes. They've both had races where they've just not really been there. Um, yeah. I nearly ranked Vettel higher than Hamilton, actually. Um, I think if you gun to my head to choose which of the two I think is having a better season, I'd probably say Vettel. But <laughs> Gun to your head. Tell yeah. us. Tell <laughs> us how. <laughs> Um, then again, Vettel also lost his temper and yeah. did the thing. So that's, that, that, see, that was a thing. Do you know what? I think Vettel would have potentially... I've given him an eight, and I think he'd have potentially had a nine for being better than Hamilton because I did want to rate him better than Hamilton, but that move and the immaturity yeah. of that move knocked him straight back down for me. Yeah. I, I tried not to just go off that one incident, <laughs> but then... He loses his temper a lot, and it yeah. just gets tiresome, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. That, I'm the same. Um, yeah, without dwelling on that too much, it, that was just. It's not the. It's not the. It's not what a world champion yeah. does. It's not the behaviour of a world no. champion. So you don't. You don't do that on Hamilton. Um, Hamilton should be absolutely smashing Bottas, and he isn't. Um, I don't know if that says more about Bottas though than Hamilton because as as we're saying, Hamilton's not having the best season. He's definitely driven better, but in in a way, I think that maybe that's doing Bottas a little bit of an injustice because yeah, Hamilton is probably a better driver than him on a weekend basis, but I think Bottas is probably better than. The fact that he sat so close to them both in the championship with only two wins compared to their four apiece, you know, but he's so close behind yeah. them both. I think that just says that he's definitely got the consistency to be a potential world champion. But hmm. yeah, he's also think... five years oh. younger than Hamilton, so he's going to be around yeah. for yeah. a Fingers lot of Fingers crossed. Yeah, so that, he... uh, when I gave Bottas the seven, I, I felt like I couldn't score Hamilton any higher than Bottas as well. That, yeah, that's part that's, of the reason. That's fair, and, yeah. and then I also, which felt is what like, we all did actually. I 
think. I, I gave Hamilton a point more than Bottas just on the basis that yes, you did. He's obviously won more races and he's ahead in the title. In fact, you were the difference there. Me and Stu both gave him the same points. It was only your one yeah. point that uh, put. I've, I've got ba- I've got Thanks. Vettel and Hamilton as eights and Bottas as a seven. So. Yeah, marginal gains, guys. Yeah. Marginal gains. <laughs> um. Yes. So then, number two, uh, with twenty-five points, so a couple of points ahead of Hamilton, Vettel is Danny Ricardo. Um. Interestingly, Stu's been slightly harsher on everybody else, but then Stu's the only person to give out two nines. <laughs> uh, and then me and Tom gave him an eight each. Um, I think he's having a barnstorming season. He's driving amazingly. He's also doing an awful lot with not a great car, in all honesty. It's yep. Again, we'll get onto the team ratings in a minute, but... He's doing an awful lot with not much, and he's seizing every opportunity that comes his way. He got that win in Azerbaijan, obviously under slightly odd circumstances, yeah. but he took it. It, it was there um, to take it, wasn't it? That was the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the exact the same way. Hello? Uh, yeah, I don't know what we can say about him, really, other than he's just kind of smashing it this year, really. It makes yeah. Again, makes you wish that Red Bull had built a car that could actually fight for yeah. wins. That's that. I feel like if I mean, we'll, I, I suppose we'll get to Red Bull, but I feel like if they, it, those two drivers, I've given them both nine and eight, and I feel like if they had the car, they they're the two that'd be leading the championship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think if the the consistency in the car was there, and and obviously the general pace in it, then yeah, I think I'd be having you know Ricardo on a nine, but possibly even a ten because he's not done particularly much wrong. From memory, um, it's been more car than yeah. him or his teammate. Yeah, and I'd I'd have had sort of, I'd I'd have had Verstappen up on like seven eight, if if it weren't for the car. So yeah, yeah. So that leaves us with the elephant in the room. We're number one in the least surprising piece of news of all. Uh, scoring nines from all of us is, of course, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Um, in what must be the biggest difference between ranking position and world championship position on the yeah, list. Definitely. Fifteenth <laughs> in the championship yeah, and top of the performance yeah. list. He's, he's even done less magician. races than most of the yeah, rest as well. On Mr. One, yeah. race. That's true. The Maestro uh, Fernando Alonso. I mean he's spectacular, isn't he? He's the stuff he's doing with that car is incredible. Yeah. It just makes it so all the more painful, doesn't it? To yeah, see. it really does. For, for me, like the reason that that's a nine, I'm guessing for you guys it'll be very similar, but it's yeah, it's things nine. like the the qualifying in Q1 of Silverstone, yep. dragging it round to get it home in sixth in Hungary. I know it's a track where people don't overtake very often, but he did it nonetheless where... His teammate was four places behind him in tenth. This went, he brought it home obviously for points in um, Azerbaijan as well. So you know he's he's doing a lot with a car that uh, when you compare him to his teammate as well, he's probably got the biggest gulf in performance other than um, Hulkenberg and Palmer. Yeah, I think I think other than those two, Alonso and Van Dorn are probably the other two that are furthest apart and. And I know it shouldn't be a factor in this F1 season, but the fact that he did jump out of an F1 car, go race in IndyCar, lead the number of laps yeah. he did, 
be a potential winner until a Honda engine failed on him yet again to then come <laughs> jump back in an F1 car and do what he did in it. I just I know it shouldn't be a factor, yeah. but I think it genuinely help it. has affected yeah. my vote slightly. I read, <laughs> yeah, I read the other day that when he led the Indy 500, that was the first time he led a race in over a thousand days. Wow. <laughs> which is a long old time uh, if only his decision making outside of the car was as good as inside the car yeah. he would probably be a man with a lot more world championships than yeah. he has yeah. it's kind of tragic really isn't it how much time he spent not winning races what would be even yeah. worse is if he does leave McLaren and the car starts coming good Oh, that's absolutely what's going on. But you happen. know exactly. Yeah, you know, sure. you know that that car will be bad until he moves on. Yeah, of course, he'll, it will. he'll somehow end up in a Mercedes because Hamilton will. Some something weird will happen, and like Hamilton will end up at Ferrari. Like there'll be a seat somewhere yeah. else, and Alonso will somewhere end up in a um, in a Mercedes. The Mercedes will go to shit, and then somebody will end up and in the McLaren say, and they'll win the <laughs> yeah. world title that season. That's just what happens to Alonso. He'll have a bad year at Mercedes, then they'll go, actually, this Formula E thing is a lot better. We're just going to just go do that. Yeah. Then Honda will join Formula E. He'll be in the Formula E Honda, and it'll just be the worst car. <laughs> Poor Fernando. <laughs> Somehow his electric Honda will still blow up spectacularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, yes, that's it for driver rankings. Unsurprising winner, but a few... Yeah. interesting things down there shall we just uh, do a quick rundown of uh of, of them because i've sort of lost completely let's go let's go full top of the pops okay so equal 19th give out on palmer 18th ericsson 17th verline 16th van dorn 14th massa and magnuson 12th stroll and grosjean 10th reichland hulkerberg 9th signs 8th Ocon 7th Verstappen 5th Bottas and Perez 3rd Hamilton Vettel 2nd Ricardo 1st Alonso Boom. I'm not massively surprised by any of that to be honest I don't and think we were so, all no. generally no. in the same ballpark with how we rated people and yeah we pretty much so. I think definitely as a scale we were probably yeah. very similar so I guess we'll quickly go over the teams as well we're all fairly close in the teams as well I think um, so last place uh, is Sauber with a mere eight points from us. Does that um, mean somebody gave him a two? You, you guys both gave him three. Yeah, Stu gave him a two. <laughs> he, sounds, um, he sounds appalled in us for giving them a three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave them a three. <laughs> you gave them a three. I just think what are like they doing? Charity there? up in like, here. For, they're, they're in last year's engine. Yeah, but right, <laughs> and that that's kind of why I've given them a three because I don't I don't know who's whose control that is and who's who, who's the reason for them using last year's well, engines Manisha Kaltenborn is the or, reason or, well, or this... the backers financially who, whatever the reason might be I think that they're trying to do the best of a really bad situation and to be I don't know for for Verline to go and score a couple of points finishers with an engine that is a year out of date, I think that they must be doing at least a little bit of something right as a team to get in there. Yeah, yeah. but then the other side of it is, uh, Manish Kaltenborn was one of the best things they had going for them, and they managed to just cock up the transition, yeah, yeah. and she ended up leaving them. So 
the people in charge are doing an awful job of yeah. running that team. Yeah, they've lost the they've lost the potential. What could be a really really super deal for them next year in, in yeah. that Honda deal yeah. as well. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not basing this just on. Are we better? Should we be basing this just on what's gone on our track, or are we basing this? On I think. I think for a team, it's it's, it's more as a whole as a team. I think. Yeah, yeah. I've t- I've taken the lot into account. Um, yeah. I. I'm I mean, it looks like stuff. next year they're going to be Ferrari beating. I. I honestly don't think the Sauber name is going to exist for that much longer the way it's going to be completely honest mm. um, they, they've come close to disappearing a number of times over the last decade or so and I I can see the Sauber name you, finally disappearing in the next few years you could see it almost becoming some kind of Toro Rosso where Toro Rosso is effectively yeah. Red Bull but just what's the Italian for prancing horse uh, call it that um, hang on let's Google you. translate those yeah find that uh, they are going to be called. They're not Indonesian, Italian. They're not Irish. God damn it, Google. <laughs> uh, Carvalho Prensente. There you go. That's not bad. Carvalho Prensente Racing. Carvalho Prensente. Yes. Actually, no, it'll be Scuderia Scuder- Carvalho Prensente. Scuderia Carvalho Prensente. Sabra. yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway yeah so that's what we gave them Uh, McLaren are next in ninth place Uh, only 10 points from McLaren from us someone give give them a four I gave them a four yeah I gave them a four just because I feel like they seem to they're kind of very slowly going in the right direction. Also, yeah. I think the car itself, there's a lot of people, there's clearly a lot of smart people, so McLaren who built a very good car. Yeah. yeah. They're just doing a terrible job of putting a good engine in it and managing the situation with their bad yeah. engine. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and... I feel, I feel like I'm We've talked about McLaren. this podcast, so yeah, yeah, yeah I don't want to say too much. Uh, eighth place, Renault, 13 points. Uh, Stu gave him a three. Me and Tom gave him a five. They've not been that bad. They're a works team. They're a works team. <laughs> yeah, but te- technically speaking, Honda's a, uh, McLaren's a works Honda team as well. That's true, and that, that's why I also gave them a three. Well, yeah, at least you're consistent. <laughs> you're consistent. <laughs> I don't know. I think I initially gave them lower, but they... They go again. They're going in the right direction. Yeah. At least one yeah. of them's the drivers is putting decent results. But then the other cars are blowing up on the way to the grid. So mm. I actually now the more I think about it, the more I feel like I've been generous. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Uh, equal sixth place: uh, Williams and Toro Rosso, who I would both describe as disappointing. I think. I mean, Williams, you obviously expect a lot better of Williams. They, a couple of seasons ago, they were like right up there scoring pay, uh, podiums yeah. on a semi-regular basis, like nearly getting wins on a couple of occasions. It showed so much promise and it's kind of all just gone away again. It sort of feels like they're a team going backwards again. Uh, mm. I, I mean, wouldn't, I, maybe we won't go quite that far just yet. But, um, I feel like they're teetering on the edge of going backwards then. Yeah, I think that's more fair. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it's to do with their driver lineup and, yeah. and not, yeah, not necessarily to do with the, the, the team itself. I, 
Um, I think if they still had Bottas, they're probably much higher up in the. Uh, yeah, order I think league. that as well. The um, the cars not been a massive issue for them. I know the last couple of races they didn't do too great, and it was down to the car. But generally speaking, the car's been performing all right. In like you know, Massa scoring scoring fairly consistent points has shown that even if they're not big points. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think if Bottas was still in it, he'd be dragging it towards the front, personally. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think Torosso as well. Like out of the box, that car showed quite a lot of promise, mm. but yeah, it's not really delivered on it. No. What, what did we all? What did each of us score these guys? By the way, I don't think we mentioned. Yeah. So Williams, Williams, I gave a four, and you two gave a six. Uh, in fact, same with both of them. I gave Williams and Torosso fours. You. So you're really six. skewing so, the results yeah. there. This this explains why yeah, Haas, I really am actually. Well, yeah. Haas is so much higher than what I yeah. put them. I had I had Haas yeah. behind both them with a five. Uh, I wish so, I, I actually gave Haas a six, but I, now I think I should have given him a five. I think I've been generous. So Haas are next on the list in fifth place. They scored one more than Williams. And so Toro what did you also. score, um, Haas? I gave Haas I gave, a six. I gave him a six as well. Um, what did you I, give him? Five. I gave him a five. I think Haas are doing a pretty. I mean, mm. don't forget this is their second season. Second season. One. Yeah, yeah. That's why I gave him six. I think they're doing a really good job with a as a new team on a low budget. The the reason for me that they're there is because they're technically a customer team. They're more or less buying a car in 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 True. parts from a Ferrari. So I I think that they should be doing a better job with it. And to go back and defend Roman Grosjean, despite mentioning right. it earlier, if they are, if the brakes are actually as bad as Grosjean is saying they are, how have they as a team not got to the bottom of it yet? If they are as bad as that is a, I mean that's a pretty big yeah. issue. Yeah, so it, it, to, to it's a swings and roundabouts. It's cost Grosjean some points, but it's also cost has some points because somebody is to blame at some point in this for me. I'll say this though, maybe it's just the way they play the radio messages. But how many times have you heard Magnussen moan about his brakes? I can't remember to be honest. I just noticed when Grosjean does it. These I can days. think of zero times. Yeah, I, I can't really think of it. Doesn't doesn't Magnussen run the other brakes? I can't remember. They, yeah, I think so. They've kind of both swapped a few times. Yeah. It's weird how the brake problems. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Disconcerting. Yeah. It's, if, if anything's going to fail, you don't want it to be no. your brakes. No, not 200 miles an hour. Uh, next, fourth place, uh, Red Bull, uh, 19 points. Uh, me and Stu gave them a six. Tom, you gave them a seven. Yeah. Uh, mm. Again, kind of disappointing, really. They, you expect better of Red Bull, especially yeah. now that we're back to an Adrian Newey design car. Yeah, it's the reliability, isn't it? That's let yeah. down. It's that it's that Renault well, engine. They're they're almost like McLaren, but not on the same scale. It's not a reliable car, and when it does work, it's not a quick car either. You mm. kind of want one or the other, and they've sort yeah. of got neither. I mean, I remember when we first saw the Red Bull launch, and everybody said, "Well, that's obviously not what it's going to look like. You, it's missing loads yeah. of intricate aero parts because it's an Adrian Newey car, and they just never turned mm. up." They've, yeah, you get to race one, it's like. Oh, <laughs> it's actually it's one of the most basic-looking cars on the grid. It is steadily, is... slowly, slowly, you know, getting getting more and more. Yeah, complex. I mean, they they said they went with the low drag concept to kind of make up the deficit with the Renault engine. Sorry, the yeah. Tag Heuer engine, the yeah. Renault engine, um, which they've sort statement. of stuck with. Uh, I mean, they've also said they had a lot of wind tunnel correlation troubles mm. and all this sort of thing, yeah. but. 
you do expect better of Red you, Bull. You expect better. I think they are getting... Uh, th- to me, I gave them a six, and I gave them a six because they they should be doing better, but they are sort of getting on... I could have scored them lower, I thought, but I scored them a six just because they're getting... They are in the upwards trajectory, yeah, yeah. as we've mentioned that, a few times. about That's things. similar for me. Like, I, I know I've scored them higher than you guys, but I could have easily given them a six, if not a five. And the only reason I, I ended up where I did is because... For me, they're the best of the rest, and and yeah, despite yeah. the in- engine issues and stuff like that, and the the reliability issues that they've got, they're a noticeable difference um, in front of Force India, in terms of like to the yeah. tune of eighty something points, I think. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Force India, they are third place, twenty three points. Um, yeah. I so you guys both gave them a seven. I gave them a nine. Wow. Wow, um, I I think Force India. I I remember the the years of me and Stu calling them Force India. They used to be a <laughs> yeah. joke, but <laughs> yeah, they are they are super impressive. Where they've built themselves to on a significantly lower budget than yeah. a lot of teams. They've built a hell of a car. They've got a hell of a couple of drivers. Um, I mean to be fair, if I had given them a seven like you two, they'd still have been in third place. So I've not skewed it that much. But do you know what though? Thinking back to what I gave Alonso and why. I think maybe I should have given him a little bit more than I gave Red Bull. I don't know. But, but because of reasons like you say, it's like, tricky. I, I put them on par with Red Bull on the basis that Red Bull are making the best of a bad job and coming home third in races and in the championship and you know bringing home points and quite clearly leading the rest, as we put it. Force India, I gave a seven yeah. because to me they're overperforming and you know they're... they're wouldn't normally be Williams or maybe Toro Rosso, or, and they shouldn't be beating Renault that consistently. But to have no. two races where they've not finished in the points... No, yeah, sorry. Two races where they've not had double points finishes, to be more precise. One was yeah. just an unfortunate race from in Monaco. The other, the only reason for it is because they hit each other and one of them dropped out of the race. If it wasn't for yeah. that, they'd be looking at just one non-double points finish. So yeah. it's maybe I should have been nicer to them, but they're where they are now. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've been on fire yeah. this season. I think a lot of that's to do with them both them having some very very solid drivers, but then yeah. still at the same time they clearly built an ugly if good <laughs> car or good if ugly car. Um, I think you wonder where Williams would be if they had their drivers, don't you? Yeah. It's interesting, actually. Looking at this, like I Probably feel like a lot Williams. Closer. Yeah, I think it'd be much. I think Williams might even be ahead of Force India if they had the right drivers. I feel like the Williams car is probably a better car than the Force. Yeah, India I mean car. they're sixty points ahead in the championship now, but yeah, yeah, and it's down to consistency. Do you know what? Yeah. And until sitting here looking yeah, at it so now, we... I didn't realise how far Force India were ahead of Williams and the rest. They're in yeah, a bit of yeah, a no man's land, impressive. aren't they? Because they're sixty points ahead of yeah, Williams, are, yeah. but yeah, eighty odd points ahead of. Uh, sorry, behind Red Bull, so it's... it's, it's yeah, yeah. But, and you know, they've, they've got the right engine, yeah. they've got the right drivers, and they're, they're making the right decisions on the pit wall. They, they just seem to be doing it all right, and they're making the best of what they've got, and, and it's getting them places, so fair play to them. I'm really yeah. happy for them. Shame their team principal can't leave the UK. <laughs> leave the UK. Well, I mean, it's not doing them any harm, is it? Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave, leave him back exactly. there the entire time. <laughs> probably keeping him busy (laughs) Um, second place one more point ahead is Mercedes Uh, we all gave them an 8 
Uh, I feel like last season I'd have given them a nine or a ten. Mm. Uh, yeah. They've as as spectacular as that car is. I think they've. I think a lot of it for me is they have made a few of the sort of strategy errors that you expected from Ferrari this season. Yeah. Um, I think they've been outsmarted by Ferrari on a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. which is a very much a sea change compared to the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, still obviously doing an incredible job. Yeah. But they've built a car that sort of likes high speed tracks and doesn't necessarily like high down yeah. tracks. Yeah. And the I Ferrari seems more balanced. It's not. It's obviously yeah. it's not and as fast the, the as Mercedes, seemed... but it's more balanced. I think. It, well, the, the Ferrari for me, and I've always said this, and I've said it before on here, it's better at following cars, yeah. which is where Ferrari yeah. get, and it's better on its tyres, and that's where Ferrari. Well, they've got a bigger window for the tyres, which is why they've been doing a bit better in qualifying than they had in the past, and that's it's just allowing Ferrari to stay with and potentially overtake the Mercedes on track, mm-hmm. whereas the Mercedes, as we saw in Hungary, just cannot follow other cars. No. Um, I think a lot is going to depend on their how much that can improve their high downforce performance as well. Because you look at um, like Hungary, they didn't have a great race. Monaco, they didn't have a great race. Obviously, Belgium and Italy, you'd expect Mercedes to smash those. Uh, Singapore, not so much. I mean, you wouldn't bet against Ferrari yeah. dominating so Singapore. Ferrari are going to yeah. hammer Singapore. Yeah. Have no chance. At Malaysia's probably Malaysia and Japan are probably sort of. There or thereabouts, same with USA, Mexico again, I guess. It's going to be interesting. It's an yeah. interesting You know run. what? If, if, mm. if Mercedes win at Singapore, they'll win the championship. Yeah, definitely. Singapore I'd, will be very I could go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's worth pointing out as well, um, just because we've talked about it for other teams and what effect it has, but there's only two retirements between both Mercedes and Ferrari, and it's when the Finns hit each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the only retirements is <laughs> when they hit each other in Spain, um, and the only sort of noticeable other black mark on it is when um, Kimi came home fourteenth in Azerbaijan. Other than that, they've all finished in the points consistently and been there or thereabouts on the podium. So I think that's worth pointing out why that those two teams are ahead of everyone else. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so yeah, unsurprisingly, Ferrari are our number one team, twenty six points. Me and Tom mm. gave them a nine. Stu gave them an eight. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've kind of already covered it. They've, after a f- number of years of not really doing the job, they've turned up with a hell of a car, uh, and they seem to be keeping up with the developments as well so far, yeah. at least, which is something yeah. they've not been great at in previous years. It's all that combined with what you've already mentioned briefly, which is the strategy improvements. <clears throat> yeah. Because normally in previous years, Ferrari have got themselves in a position to take the fight to Mercedes for whatever reason, whether it be that Mercedes having an off day or, or whatever, and they've made bad strategy calls and thrown it away. Yeah. Whereas this season, they've been forcing Mercedes to make decisions like that yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or just making better judgment calls. Yeah. So whether something's changed on the pit wall and who's making the decisions yeah. or not, I'm not sure. I but... think a bit of stability helps as well. They yeah. had a number of years of like, yeah. it felt like every few months someone else was getting fired from Ferrari or reshuffled. Yeah. And I think they've been fairly stable recently, which has helped a lot. I think a huge yeah. part of it is just the fact that they've got a good car this year. 
and it's it, they've got a fast enough car to compete. Yeah, it gives them the confidence, and it and yeah. they find them because as a result of having a faster car, they find themselves less in the situations where strategy makes a difference. So therefore, that weak that weakness that they've had in the past is not going to rear its head quite as often. Yeah, they because can be, they've got a quicker car. That can be proactive rather than reactive, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've given I've given Mercedes and Ferrari both eights, but if I could, if I could give Ferrari more than an eight, I'd have to give them an eight point one. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a cigarette paper between them. It is. It's a slim me, margin. There's nothing between them for me. Um, I I nearly mark them down just because I don't really like the way they go racing. Like Ferrari are at their best when they've got a clear number one driver, which yeah. I'm not a big fan of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you look at you look at most of Ferrari's championships, there's been a clear number one driver, and I think that's probably going to be the case again this year. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our teams. I'll quickly run through them again. Tenth was Sauber, ninth McLaren, eighth Renault, sixth Williams and Toro Rosso, fifth Haas, fourth Red Bull, third Force India, second Mercedes, first Ferrari. Um, we forgot to mention when we talked about Toro Rosso, it's been announced today that the talks between them and Honda have now collapsed. So it looks like the Honda deal with them is off the cards now, and they're going to stick with the Renault engines, which leaves McLaren Honda's only real option now. Yeah. Which is mm. probably going to be the case, but there we go. Yeah. We'll see. Um, shall we do some predictions? Uh, yeah, I thought before we did the race predictions, we'd do have a quick. Has anyone got any like big predictions for the rest of the season? Daniel Kvyat will crash into someone within the next three races. <laughs> my, my, yeah, let's each make one big prediction, big statement. Oh, all right, then. I've, I've got mine. Something less obvious than that, then. Yeah. Uh, um. Mine oh. is that uh, Bottas and Ricardo will both win another race this season. Uh, Raikkonen and Verstappen will not win anything. Mm, that's a good one. Um, do we discuss or do we just come up with the predictions? I mean, you're welcome to tell me I'm an idiot and I'm completely wrong if you want to. <laughs> I've um, got one, an interesting one, that you may or may not agree with. We'll, Go for it. We'll spare your blushes, Chris. Go on. <laughs> Uh, Palmer will score at least two points by the end of the season. Oh, I like that. That's I hope a big, you're right. That is a big one. I'm going to go like down the. I'm going to take the other four points <laughs> road. <laughs> I'm going to say, and I've said it already, but I'm going to say it again. Kubica will drive Palmer's car in Spa. Wow, oh, that's well. That we'll know huge. very quickly if you're right or wrong. Um, right, and just quickly, who's going to be world champion? Vettel. 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 I think even if, you know, when we were saying that if the Mercedes wins in Singapore, they'll win the World Constructors. Yeah, Mercedes will be Constructors champions, but Vettel's going to be. I think that that's where it'll end up. I think Constructors will be Mercedes because they've got more consistency as a team. Um completely agree Raikkonen's too much of a rear gunner and but I think at the minute the way it stands it'll be Vettel for the world champ world yep. champ um, I'm going to say Hamilton I, I'm going to go with my heart I'd like a, I'd like to see a British driver lift the trophy at the end of the season so it'd Absolutely. be nice but we'll we'll, well, we'll see we um, will we will get a step closer to it next weekend the summer break is nearly over Yes, the Belgian Grand Prix is just over a week away, so we should probably do some predictions for that as well. Um, I will. We'll dive straight into it. Who wants to go first? 
Uh, I'm going to choose. I'm hosting. Stu, you can go first. I'll go fastest first. qualifier. Okay, okay, okay. Fastest qualifier. Belgium. Just for context, last year it was Rosberg on pole, Verstappen second. Um, I'm going to go Hamilton for pole. I cannot see the Ferraris being as quick as the Mercedes at um, Spa. It's a it's a Mercedes track. Yeah, I'm also going Hamilton. Um. I'm I'm torn between the two Mercs. It is between the two Mercs. Um, I'm going to have to go Hamilton because I, from memory I can't think Bottas has ever had that brilliant a time at Spa. Uh, it's got to be a Hamilton win as well for me. Hamilton for the win. Tom? Oh, it's so dull. Hamilton. <laughs> I know it Hamilton. is. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to not vote with my heart, vote with my head. I'm going to say Bottas for the win. Um, first DNF, it's my turn again. Last year it was Verline, collision um, on lap zero. <laughs> Didn't even make the start. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I, I would say, I'm going to say Kavir. I'm going to think he's going to pick up his final two penalty points. Yeah, the, you need that for your sweepstakes. Yeah, it does actually. You need torpedo yeah, yeah, yeah. sweepstakes. <laughs> Uh, Chris um, who are we going to go for first retirement I think I'm going to go for I'm going to go Verline again I think and Tom for me I'm going to say Ericsson I'm surprised no one went for Qubitsu on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the <laughs> random driver this week happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> Number of finishers. Uh, last year there were five retirements. Oof. 15 finishers. 15 finishers. I went through four different numbers, then I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're head. saying 15? I'm saying 15, I'm sticking with that, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to go... Last year's race was an absolute doozy. That was when Magnussen spun it at the top of... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's tough. Uh, I'm going to say 16. That's the number I had in my head as well, so I'm going to go 16. 16 again. And, and who, our who's our random driver? driver? Random driver, don't be Palmer, don't be Palmer, don't be Palmer. Please be Kubica. Please be. Kubica. Please be. <laughs> How's that happened? Uh, no, it's Kimi Raikkonen. Ah, that's a good one. Ooh. So uh, it's my it... turn to go first. So I'm going to go. Last fourth. year he came ninth. Fourth so is my fourth. prediction. Yeah. Um. For me, fifth. I think someone's going to get between him and Vettel. Mercedes 1-2 and someone's squeezing between him and Val. I am going to say 17th. I don't think 17th? He's going to see I don't think he's going to see the end of the race. Oh, wow. So, ooh. Ooh. so, you, so that's like him being the last retirement yeah, for you, Yeah, I think he's, he's going to be a retirement, yeah. Well, to be yeah. fair, if, he's, if he retires at all, I'm definitely going to be closest. Yeah. Unless yeah. there are only seven finishes in the race. I see what you're doing there. You're, guarantee, you're trying to guarantee, playing tactical coast, trying to guarantee yourself. Well, I mean, the, point there. The, the smart thing would have been to say, if I thought he was retire, the smart thing would still be to say like 10th or something to split the difference. But Yeah, that's true. No, I'm, go, I'm 
going all in on the retirement. He's he's like trying for a clean sweep there as well because how how tense is it going to be for you if there's currently sixteen car uh, sorry seventeen cars on the track and then Raiken and starts like coming on the radio going I think I've got a problem with the engine guys you'll be like come on come on fail <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Right, so that's our predictions, but you can get, join in as well, get involved. Uh, you can send your predictions to us on Twitter at Back of the Grid F1, uh, on Facebook, just search Back of the Grid, or on Instagram as well at Back of the Grid, or you can leave a comment on backofthegrid.com. Uh, and if you've got any other wild predictions, feel free to send those in as well, and we'll read those out next week and see if anything comes true before the end of the season. Um, and I think that will do us for this week. Uh, it's been a long one so thanks for sticking with us uh, if you want to harass any of us uh, I am on Twitter at TNM Chris Tom is TomKing89 and Stu is Stu underscore PX and that will do us for this week so we will see you after the Belgian Grand Prix until then goodbye goodbye bye This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.